0: In Christ Jesus, dear redeemed and folks that came outside to honor your Savior Jesus Christ, may you be filled up in your soul by the Easter Gospel. Amen. I think it was around 1999, already, a long time ago, that I remember sitting there in the den at my house watching the news and the reporters were interviewing a financial wizard saying there are a lot of schemes out there to get people to invest their expendable income and they're promising people that they can double or triple their money within three or four months and then the financial advisor said the old adage if it sounds too good to be true it probably is Now, why would I remember such an insignificant moment as watching the news about investing in something that was more like a Ponzi scheme because it was too good to be true? I debated a long time whether to share this with a bunch of folks, some of you I don't even know, but I was a 1999, a pastor on our pastor's salary with four little kids, and I had... $1,300 that I invested in something somebody told me about that I would double my money in three or four months. And I had lost it, and they wouldn't answer the phone anymore. And it was gone. And so the news story, I didn't need that. My friends had warned me. The news story stuck. It was too good to be true. And I feel burned by it today. And I share that story with you because it's not about money and not about investing, but about this message of Jesus Christ, because there's a ton of people in this world. They're not here, probably. Maybe a few are on the fringe, but they're in bed today, and they could care less because they believe the story of Jesus Christ, the Christian message, that a man died 2,000 years ago and rose again, and that brings Forgiveness and peace and salvation and eternal life to anybody today that put their hope in Him—they believe it's one huge, too good to be true Ponzi scheme, just a religious Ponzi scheme—and so they feel burned. Maybe they once tried to wrap their mind and heart around it and get comfort from it, but somehow they fell off, and they now they just say that didn't that didn't work. That those Christians—they just don't get it. Is it? Is it just wishful thinking? Is it too good to be true? That's a question on Easter that begs itself, isn't it? And to answer it, today, we're going to look at Jesus' first followers from John's gospel. Now, I read to you from Matthew's gospel how Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, in fact, there were a couple other women that the other gospels mentioned. So like four women came to the tomb. They wanted to put spices on the body. The angel rolled the stone back. He wasn't there. The angel said, he's risen. They saw an angel. They saw an empty tomb. And then they ran to tell the disciples. And Mary Magdalene got to Peter and John, who were part of Jesus' inner circle. And Mary Magdalene told them, Well, I'll let I'll let you hear it again. Look at John's gospel early on the first day of the week. While it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. She came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple. And that's the way John talks about himself in his book here. She came to the Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved. And she said, not I saw an angel. And he said, Jesus is risen. What did she say? Let's read it together. They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. Now, isn't that interesting? We read how the, the Jewish leaders said his disciples would steal his body. Now, the disciples are saying, the, Mary is saying, well, the bad Jews stole his body. Everybody thinks his body's stolen, but it isn't. And I, and I point that out on Easter Sunday to say this. These people... In the story, that were humble, honest people who loved Jesus Christ deeply struggled to believe that he had really risen from the dead. In other words, sitting where you are in 2017, doubting, if you are, is not new or because you are modern people and you're far removed. You might think, I would believe it better if I'd have been there. No, you wouldn't have. You'd have struggled because people don't die and rise again. And they saw him dead. And the thinking mind will not go there because it doesn't work logically. And you know what? God never told his disciples. Jesus never told them how he rose from the dead. You never get an explanation of how he could be dead and all those cells could come back to life. Because God is God and he doesn't have to tell us how. He only proves that that he rose from the dead. So Peter and John run to the tomb. Watch their bewilderment. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. For the life of me, I do not know why he wrote that. (laughs) Except maybe he's just a guy. It really happened. It was true. But in that kind of you can hear two men talking. (laughs) he bent over and he looked in at the strips of linen lying there but he did not go in remember they had wrapped Jesus in two linens one on his body and another on his head that was normal they did that when they buried people he saw the two sets of linen then Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb John standing looking in the window he saw the strips of linen lying there as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus head the cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. So it was, they could tell it was just like the body had gone whoop, out of it. They could tell it wasn't, hadn't been unwrapped and wadded up and thrown in the corner, like some of you store your clothes. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. That's the writer, John. He saw and what? Believed. Now, this is John's parenthetical writing. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. When John wrote this, he was 90-something years old. He's looking back 60 years to this event and telling us the story. His book has 21 chapters. This is chapter 20. It's the climax. He says, back then, when I looked into the tomb, what made me believe he had risen from the dead was seeing that cloth, the way it was, I I I came to faith that he rose from the dead. I didn't know how, but I still didn't understand from Scripture why he had to rise from the dead. See, the whole book of John is written why Jesus had to rise from the dead. A couple of times in his book, he says, I wrote all this about Jesus so you'd know why he came, why he rose from the dead. And so this little parenthetical remark is really not parenthetical at all. There aren't any parentheses in the original. It's just John saying what he's been saying in the whole book. The why is even more important in believing that. In fact, you can finally walk away from an empty tomb of Jesus and say, I believe he rose from the dead and not really understand why. But the why includes you in the story. See, John's the guy that wrote, Jesus talked to Nicodemus late at one night and said, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Oh, so the whole story of Jesus is about not perishing. Yeah. God gave his son so we wouldn't perish. What's the message of Christianity? The message of the Bible, the message of God is that all people... All people, the one on the stage here and all the people out there, we're all sinners and God is God and he's just and holy. And after we've lived our whole life, it doesn't matter what we think about ourselves or what other people think about us, we're all going to individually be judged. Not out of cruelty, but out of justice. And we believe in justice. And deep down, we all know we are scared of that moment. We should be. Because we're all so flawed and we, we sin, we're selfish. The world tends to revolve around us. Just look at the conversations you've had in your life, in your mind, and in your closest relationships in the last 72 hours. You know what I'm talking about. But God would not leave us that we'd be judged and rejected. He loved us so much that he sent Jesus, his own son, who never sinned, not once. It's all over the Bible. It's all over the story. God's story that he never sinned. And his death on Good Friday was an innocent death. Ours would, will not be innocent. We will get what we deserve in our body. But he didn't deserve it. But he took it on himself that we might be forgiven. That the payment might be made. That we could stand before God and he would say, You are a sinner, but I am a Savior. Your Savior. And I take all your sins away. And death is a result of sin. So that's why Easter Sunday. That's the why. When he rose from the dead, they could free themselves up to believe the payment on Good Friday was really adequate. It had done it. And that they too would someday see their loved ones that believed in Christ themselves. Their bodies would rise from the dead also. So here's the Christian message. Jesus did all of this in 33 years, died and rose again, stayed here 40 days to tell his disciples how this all fits together, to teach them how to teach it to others, sent his Holy Spirit to help them write the New Testament, to go with the Old Testament, to let the message out into the world that God saved all of humanity. That's the Christian message. And that when sinners believe in him, their body will still die because of sin, but their soul will go straight to heaven. Because of Christ. Isn't that good news? What is wrong with that? Nothing. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's God's message. Well, on the last day, when God raises all people from the dead, and and miraculously, everybody, he doesn't tell us how, just like he doesn't tell us how Jesus rose, He's going to raise our bodies up and they'll join our soul, but they'll be young and healthy and, and strong and glorious like Jesus' body. That's what the Bible says. That's Easter hope. Now, John says they still did not believe from Scripture that he had to rise from the dead. That day he saw those linens. He didn't get all this, but he did get it later. And then he wrote it in his book. And all I'm doing is parroting. The message to you again, because on Easter Sunday, God wants everybody here to have the peace and hope of believing in Jesus Christ risen from the dead. It's the message of God. When you have that hope, you can cope when a loved one is very sick and dying. When you have that hope, you can cope when you are sick and hurting and dying. When you have that hope, you have something to help other people cope by talking to them about the rescue and the salvation of Jesus Christ. It's a good news that's too good to be untrue. It's not a religious Ponzi scheme. It's not a great deception. They were normal people and they had to come. God had to bring them along just like he brings us along. And God wants us to cling to that message too. We will survive death because we have a rescuer named Jesus Christ. That's Easter. And the world can't take it away because the world didn't invent it. God did. It came straight from heaven. And don't let anybody take it away from you. Be happy. You believe the message that's too good to be untrue. And have a happy Easter. Amen.